This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly, with... And shit, nigga, what's your man? That black label? That shit hit different at 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to the nation of domination. We out here. Yo, what's going on, G? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, that first sip of black, that shit just like... Took me back to the last couple of times I, I drank black and I was just was having a great you time. You a happy man. soul. Yeah, you a happy to, soul. Shout out to Johnny Walker and uh, shout out to Black Label. <laughs> shout out to the sponsor. Where, right? Um, yo, one thing that I did notice yesterday it was the first thing on my mind, which was crazy, was that it had been 20 years since Pun Pass, my nigga. 20 years, man. Like, god damn, B. I remember we used to bump his shit crazy. Yeah, like, you know what's dope? Um, Facebook has this, and just lets you know how long Facebook has been in my life, which is <laughs> crazy. It has this thing where each day it shows like a flashback of what you did that exact of day, all your different posts over the years from that day. Yeah. So I logged onto Facebook at like 12 o'clock, you know, like midnight on um, on Friday. Yeah. On the uh, 7th. Gotcha. And I just saw like I had mad posts like, you know, RIP pun like over 10 years. Like every every year you made a post. Literally since 2009, <laughs> which is crazy. That's 11 years ago. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just crazy that like 20 years later, it's been literally 20 that we could say pun died 20 years ago 20 years ago bro. <sighs> we're fucking old man yeah <laughs> yeah we like, get in there we get in there uh i just remember being such a fan at an early age because we're talking about like 14 years old you know what i'm saying oh yeah being 14 listening to somebody that's so nice he had to make nas rewrite his fucking verse on the shit on john blaze had to make more than one person that people f- see as legends rewrite their verses after they heard what he just spit. And for him, and I hate to like just be like, that's like a defining factor, but yo, it is bro. Cause it, it was just the way the world was working at the moment. He was a Latino in the black scene. Nah, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm and he was just a rapper's rapper. Exactly. You know, like all rappers like- Like you didn't see none of that. Because he was this 400 pound dude that can just rap a hundred words in one line. Under one breath. In one breath, like, and again, like, I was fucking 14 years old listening to this dude as a Latino, only having like Fat Joe, you know what I'm saying? I thought Peter Guns was Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas thought Heavy D was Puerto Rican with that hair. I still don't know if Peter Guns is Puerto Rican. <laughs> Sometimes I think, is he? <laughs> Yo, no, but think about it. Like, we didn't really have much. We did not have much. You so. know what I'm saying? And he was just We had Projecto Uno. And he was super nice, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. R.I.P. Pun. Where, bro? R.I.P. Fucking Pun, man. What's your What's your favorite What was your favorite pun song? 
um, if not punch song, maybe verse, and that could be almost anything. Cause we just we just went through this. He did like a hundred a hundred features in a year. Yeah, I think honestly, like I know every single word to uh, Pun's verse on off the books. Oof. That was so, a dope like, verse. That that verse, like to me, was just it was just like different at the time. Like I that shit just hit different. Yeah, that yeah. shit was just like that shit was just different, and I fucking love that verse to this day. So. I would say that verse, yeah. for sure, is my favorite pun verse of all time. One of my favorite pun songs has my favorite pun verse, which came from Dream Shatterer. And it was that opening verse of that of that song. He's like, I shattered dreams like Jordan, I saw a bad at your team. <laughs> he said, I carved my, carved my initials on your forehead, so every night before bed, you could see the BP shine off the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <Man. laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pun, pun was special, man. And you know, shout out to him. shout out to his son, who's also doing his thing on the music scene. I seen, you know, got some bars himself. And he was a wrestling fan. Yeah. Oh, pun was a big Shawn Michaels fan, from what they said. You catch pun at WrestleMania. Catch pun performing at the pre-party, being being introduced <laughs> by Shane O'Mac. The European champ at the time. Also had his belt on with the shades on with the yo 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 in his fucking vibe. Like, yo, yeah, he, he got mad face in his yeah, voice. He was killing Introducing Big Pun. You got South Bronx. He threw a South in front of the Bronx. I was like, yeah, this is Shane O'Mac. Hold on, hold on. We this is Shane O'Mac right here. Oh man, hold on. We got we gotta let the people hear how he introduced Pun though. We gotta let the people hear how he introduced Pun. Oh, he did it. He hit him with the yeah, boy. He hit him with the flavor flame. Yeah, he was with it. Yo, you already know that he was like the son that he was like, you know, you know what Shane McMahon was? He was the white kid from CB4 that got his pops all fucked up in the head. You know what's funny too? Like, Pun came on stage with like four dudes. Shane only gave that to Pun. Like, he didn't even acknowledge any of the <laughs> other dudes. Like, he literally just walked right past them. I was like, damn, Shane on Max, man. Yeah. Yo, real That's quick. That's that you know, money walk like, right there, bro. RP Pun. But real quick, like, you know, to change the subject real quick. Um, Did you see the video of your man, Little Nas X, and Usher? Nah. There's a... <laughs> What the there's fuck? A video How did that could just come yeah, up right now? I don't know because this is video of them at the Grammys, right? So they, this nigga Little Nas X walks up on Usher who was just taking a picture, just acknowledged him like with a quick, simple handshake. They took the picture, and Little Nas X just like walked off from Usher and just like didn't say nothing and just walked off from the nigga. <laughs> and Usher was kind of standing there looking like a dick, like, like yo, you forgot who like, I am. Yeah. <laughs> That shit was crazy. My son was my son Little Nas X was dressed like a fucking pink ranger. <laughs> yo, he was yo, he was He was out there. He's some good. might say he was killing it. I don't know. Uh, dude, fa- fashion fashion is something that, you know, 
I think it's, it's, a little, it's a little out of our jurisdiction over here. <laughs> like a young Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> oh, man. But that's funny because, you know. Where else? If it, if it, if it would have been us, we're like, oh, shit, that's us. Or, Yo, this motherfucker right here, he gave us, he gave us his. And the little Knox says, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yo, he got a song with Nas. Who? Little Nas X. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Nas gave him a verse and a video. Nice. Okay. That's crazy. Yo, Nas is making money out there, bro. That's crazy. Hey. Where else, though? Where else would you get wrestling and little Nas X news <laughs> put on the 20 by 20 podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, you're a fool, bro. Tantalating. <laughs> oh, my God. But content. let's get... To what the focal point of this podcast is, and that is professional wrestling. So, earlier this week, MJF called up to the Busted Open Radio podcast. You know, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, uh, Tommy Dreamer. Those are most of the, you know, voices you hear on that podcast. And, you know, there's a little back and forth done on Twitter between the both of them, LaGreca and MJF. I guess MJF took it to... The MJF level, you could say, called out his wife, went on the show, called out his wife. Called I out thought, his wife. I mean, he said I mean, he was going to take her a big, big dick ride. Yeah, <laughs> maximum ride. Yeah, it was like some crazy, <laughs> some crazy reference to his dick. I was like, damn. Yo, but my thing is this, all right? Yeah, the dude from Mythbusters was not liking that, son. No. <laughs> He was really upset about that. <laughs> yo, but my thing is this, is like, all right, cool. At first, I was like, yo, is this for real? But the way Bully Ray tried to play into it, Bubba Ray Dudley. I can't even call him Bully Ray, bro. I got to call him Bubba Ray Dudley. And the way he just Bully. <laughs> put, played into it, you can already tell that it's like for show. You know what I'm saying? That it's for show. Because like when I first heard everything, I was like, oh, man. You see, this is where MJF takes it a little too far. But I don't know if... Did he take it a little too far? Is it part of a line? Is it part of a storyline? Because their their big thing on the show, like a laugh that they have is that like an AEW um, event, you can see a LaGreca head. So people make fat heads of LaGreca and just put it into like, you know, the camera view and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, damn, I was like, that's fucked. I was like, because you know what? There's going to be a time, man, a, a fan who he interacts with on Twitter, because the way he interacts on Twitter is fucking nasty, bro. The, the way he, No, MJF. Okay. The way he interacts with people on Twitter. Like, niggas could be saying, yo, MJF is the best. He's like, yeah, get off my dick. Like, you know, just the way he just tells people to go fuck themselves and all this other shit. Well, he's on his, he's on his heel shit. On some next level heel shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's keeping it on that 80 shit, but on social media. He's doing it all over. Yeah. Right? Like, even in the ring with the lashings and all that shit. Like, that's that's some that's some real shit. Yeah. And honestly, I, I felt like he was in his moment. And when he called up, you know, he whatever, whatever him and LaGreca had online... You know what I'm saying? It, it might have been some light whatever shit. Yeah. But MJF took that as an opportunity to, to take that and flip it and make it something. Make it something, something big. Yeah. 
So I'm sure the Greco was not expecting that. Like, I, you see, this this is where I think because he, he kind of just let him talk. That and if you hear the whole episode, the way like Bully gets at him, he's like basically uh, Bubba Ray's calling him a bitch. He's like, "Yo, nigga, you gonna let? Yeah, he's like, "Yo, you gonna let him just call here on your show? You always said this is your show, and let you bitch you like that." He's like, "All right, if that's how you handle your situations, whatever. You're a bitch." And I'm like, and what Lagreca's saying to that? Lagreca's like, yo, this is when I need you on my side. You should stop playing. He's like, yo, stop playing your fucking role. So and then I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? This shit is all facade. This shit is all a story. I was like, ah, I thought this shit was some real shit because I've always thought, I'm like, yo, MJF goes nuts, bro. And if what if he goes nuts on the wrong person? Some nigga be like, oh, you live in Plainview? Where am I, nigga? Goes around playing, playing for you, looking for this nigga. Bro. Well, LaGreca's not going to be the one. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, just a random person. Or just going to the AEW show. Actually hops that fucking... Yeah, he's that, inviting dude. Yeah, hops that shit. Doesn't punch him, doesn't kick him. Pokes him up on some Rikers Island shit, my nigga. Ice picked the motherfucker. Then what? Then fucking MJF would be a legend. It'll be a fucking I just feel legend, like, I just feel like they had... I can't even say there has to be a line drawn and shit like that. Yo, listen. If you take it that serious, don't engage. If... if I, I feel like people should engage. I see how people engage and then start going on, on tangents on this nigga, bro. Like, going off on it. I'm like, yo, why are you... You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, why, why are you feeding so much energy into that? Exactly. If you know how you're going to be. Just, just love what you see in the comments. Keep it going. If you want to... Press, press the heart for a like. Want to press the rotunda for the retweet? Do that. But don't don't get yourself involved because if he says something towards your character and maybe deep down inside that's what you thought of yourself, you're going to fucking feel it, bro. You're going to fucking feel it. If, he, if somebody could piss you off to the point that you stab him, as like a, a wrestler, like as a fan, and the wrestler makes you so upset that you stab him. Wow, that's what niggas You're a had. Legend. To, yo, dude, that's what. <laughs> You're a legend, bro. <laughs> that's what niggas in the seventies and eighties had to worry about, bro. MJF yo, MJF will be a fucking legend. Port the Puerto Rico, yo, somebody, fucking territory. Somebody stabbed MJF. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Puerto Rico territory that WWC that, that's been held by Carlos Colon. That shit is known. For like, yo, they were the last people to actually figure out that wrestling was fake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They treat it like it was real to the point where they would throw shit at the heel. Try to fucking punch the heel as he was coming into the ring. You see it in the Bruiser Brody shit that they did, that that um that Viceland shit. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Some dudes are taking that shit serious. Exactly, but, but then it's like, yo... Learn from that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I enjoy and love the real heel shit. When I'm on tour, I don't I don't engage in that shit. What the fuck am I engaging that shit nah, for? Nah, he needs to push it, bro. We need no, to yes. We need yes. To, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. To the next level. But that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for the fans to not engage to the point where you know if you know you're gonna get mad if he say something back to you, don't engage. Because if you could see some of this shit that they tell this guy, MJF, on fucking Twitter, you're like, yo, yo, my nigga, yo, hopefully you got security that night, bro. Like, niggas be trying to tell this nigga they gonna kill him, bro. 
There's no need for that shit. Fans is short for fanatics. Motherfuckers is crazy out here. I bet you on fucking shows. You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for you. I bet you on fucking shows like fucking Dawson's Creek, people were fucking. It's <laughs> a Dawson's Creek. Sending Jesse all these emails like, oh, you try to take Dawson's girl. I don't know. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> people get bad overweight of shit. So imagine Yo. like giving that type of heat oh, to these fans. Oh shit! Think it's fucking real. This nigga Woodrow at ten years old was home on Tuesdays watching Dawson's Creek. I don't want to wait <laughs> for the <laughs> city of uh, I wanna know. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, let me get in my Dawson's Creek bag, bro. Let oh, me get my daughter's creep bag right now. Oh, shit. This is hilarious. Oh, my God. But, listen, I think what they've been doing with this story with Cody and MJF is just classic wrestling. Everybody's like, oh, this is amazing. This is this is how storytelling it. Man, this shit has been done so many fucking times. They're just doing it so good and making it look like something new. You know, which I love. I, I mean, I love it. I love it. You know, because it's something that's been going on for over a year already. Shout to Cody for going yeah. in and taking those lashes like a fucking Word. man. Yo, shout out to for Cody. The fucking work, bro. Putting in that work. Word. Yo, my nigga, he made me feel like when my mom used to come at me with the chancleta, bro, the fucking cinturon. When you heard that shit whip, flop, flop, you're like, damn. He was on. You knew you was in a steel cage match, bro. And MJF was loving every moment of that. Like, yeah, I'm going to just go ham and cheese on this nigga. And he did. He did. I saw a picture of, like, the welts and shit after, the, after the fact. Bro. That shit looked disgusting, bro. That shit looked crazy. But um, another thing that was dope, I know we usually start off with, you know, news and WWE, but since we're on the AEW tip right now, um... I like how they had Jericho there as like the, you know as the antagonist, and just kind of like broke up uh, Pride and Powerful to see what they have as singles wrestlers. I think that it gave it gave Wait, Ortiz what? a little shine. What? What are you talking about? What? What are you talking about? Did you just say that Ortiz and no no what, what I mean bro- broke them up is like having one having a singles match because. Oh, oh, yeah, because Santana's yeah. eyes all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, because um, that was a Santana. Ortiz had a match with Moxley, which pretty good match. Not not for nothing. It was a really good match. You know, they they both got something in, of course, you know. Ortiz lost. You know, they got to yeah, build up Moxley for this uh, pay-per-view event that's coming on the 29th. For sure. But I, I liked it, and I like how they moved the storyline of that eye. Like, that eye is significant. You know what I'm saying? He took out... Santana's eye. But the significance towards that is that, may he rest in peace, Santana's dad, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, was blind. So that's why he's like, yo, you never walked in my shoes, papa. Eye for an eye. Oh, shit. You know, like, a lot a lot of the stuff, if you just look at it, you know. That was deep. Yeah, so it was deep. Damn. So the next week, it's Santana versus Moxley, both with eye patches on. Like, just selling that. Just selling that you only can see one part of what's going on in the ring. I feel like they could do some shit on how 
Jake Roberts and the model did the fucking the bag over the face. The blindfold the match. Bi- the blindfold match, that yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a, uh, uh, that's one of my favorite matches of Yo, all time. Dude, that shit is a phenomenal match. For all you young niggas out there, if you've never seen that match, please Google Jake Roberts versus Rick the Martin Motel blindfold match. Phenomenal. I don't know. I think it happened either at a WrestleMania. SummerSlam. Or was it SummerSlam or Royal Rumble? Yeah, it was a Royal Rumble SummerSlam. For sure. Might be WrestleMania though, but Google that. Uh, Yeah, man. I mean, they're in it. Jericho. Jericho's selling the whole... Oh, these are thugs from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> these are like real street street thugs from Bronx, New York. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Like, <laughs> this thing is just going in. And I'm like, this right here could be a piece for where, let's say, if the inner circle breaks up and it breaks up with Santana Ortiz leaving first. This could be like their thing. Like, oh, this is all you ever characterize us as like you know they could move i just feel like there's certain things that jericho just puts in place where you could use it later on if you need something facts dope you know what i'm saying and another thing when the fuck is jack swagger gonna have a fucking match bro probably never is he Uh, he should go to AEW. he's gonna be the best is he injured is he? No. I'm thinking probably because he has a Bellator, wrestling. a Bellator contract. So maybe, maybe he's just not wrestling on TV. But maybe his contract through Bellator, through the MMA, says that he can't he can't be active out there like that. So I, that's what I'm thinking. And if that's not it, like yo, what the fuck? You're only using him as muscle. Like he he was a WWE champ. Like you can't not see that. You know, like when you see Jack Swagger, you see WWE, you see when he held the WWE championship. Like, he was no slouch. Like, they pushed him to the moon and the stars. Like, this is a this is a person that should be, like, not only the heavy, but show it in the ring as well. Because AEW itself doesn't have big guys like that. Yeah. You know, they got him. They have Luchasaurus. Who else? Uh, the Butcher. Yeah, sure. And he's part of a tag team. Now, if if you know if the rumors are true and what they're saying through the dirt sheets are true, they have uh what you gonna call it? Derek Harper. Derek Harper. <laughs> <laughs> they got Luke, Luke Harper, Harper uh, aka uh Brody, what do you used to call him? Brody King, Brody Lee, I think he they he used to call himself. So with him there, that's a that's a really good, really good fucking move. If you guys really signed him, that's really fucking good. Really good because he's he's a big guy that can move, but you know they just need to like put a little put a little bit of spotlight on him. You know Santana Ortiz is gonna be fine. Sammy Guerrero he's gonna be fine. He got his own shit where he's like fucking on IG live during his match. Like I think that shit is fun. That shit is dope. And you know where that took me back to? Uh, a couple years ago, I think like about two three years ago, the New Day Xavier Woods was on the top rope. And he had his phone out, and he was recording the last segment of Raw where all these tag teams were going at each other. He's like, world star, world star, world star, throw him out. Kofi, throw him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Biggie, throw him out, throw him out. World star, world star. That's you know fire. what I'm saying? That's fire. I like that. And I'm like, yo, this, this is dope. Like, yo, you're connecting 
you know, yes. what's going on in real life towards yes. actual pro wrestling, making it making it more mainstream. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more than just being on Fo- uh, on Fox Five. Now, yeah, for sure, you're connecting with how the way people are actually trying to connect with you yes. through your social medias, through your Instagram, exactly, through your Twitters. You know, you know? Like, they like you on screen, but also they like the fact that they can go to your Twitter and see another side of you. So I feel like, you know, this dude needs more more light, more light to him. Because, you know, Sammy Garada got his own thing. And like I said, he's like the Mikey Whiprack of the inner circle, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like little, I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> you know, like he's he's just like the little nigga and shit. You know, of course, Mikey Whiprack did his thing. You know, um... Spike Dudley. You know what? Better. He's Spike Dudley. What Spike Dudley was to the Dudley fan, that's who he is to the inner circle. He's just a little nigga there. And he got his own he got his own little wave, man. That's what it is. Another thing I seen in AEW. AEW this this week, Dynamite this week was really, really good. I was really intrigued and basically engaged throughout the whole two hours. I I DVR both both shows, but I caught myself less tuning into NXT this week. Even though NXT was really good this week, but it was just a lot of stuff going on in AEW that I really wanted to see every single second and minute of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that I really seen was this uh, eight man tag match where you had the Lucha Bros and the Butcher Blade on one side with Young Bucks and Kenny and Adam Page on the other. One thing I generally notice, I'm not hating on the Butcher and the Blade because I feel like they have a great mix with a powerhouse and somebody who is kind of a powerhouse but also got the speed. You know what I'm saying? But they still look slow in the ring with these other three teams. Like, they looked very out of place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They looked very out of place when everybody was doing, like, these um, back-to-back movesets and all this other shit within the teams and all that. When they did their back-to-back movesets with the Lucha Bulls, you seen that the Lucha Bulls are like, bang, 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 bang. And then it gets to them, then there's just like, you know, like, shit's mad slow. It's like slow motion with Morrison... Like more sentience. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well just hit that fucking camera, that 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 uh, that camera view. You know, like I I I'm just like damn. I was like this shit. This shit kind of like drag the match a bit to the point where like I'm like ah, this shit looks this this looks bad. This looks bad. Ah, no, no I don't want to see that. It's pretty funny actually that you say that too. Like so, the butcher and the blade, I guess. Their attention to Cody is no more. Like I don't know what it is. Like now, right now, the, all they do, they just got their first win. You know what I'm saying? And that win came in an eight-man tag match. Didn't come in a fucking tag team match. Oh, they won that tag match? Yeah. Oh, shit. So then my thing is like, what are these guys? You got them looking like mer- mercenaries for MJF, but motherfuckers is losing at every given moment. Oh, so it's like they they got to get yo trying to build them up. Yeah, get Cesaro in there for clout, bro. I don't know, but like let these motherfuckers like win, make them something, make them look like something. 
Because right now, they, they don't look like much on my end. Like, the way I'm looking at it, when I see it through the uh, through the TV, it's not looking like much, bro. Especially with those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, those six other guys are top-notch. Those are top-notch guys, yeah, man. Top-notch top, top notch to the point where you have guys in that match, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Pentagon, and Phoenix... They can be singles titles holders. Like, this is not, you know, you're not in here where, you know, some... And then you're in there with the Young Bucks, the one of the best tag teams. There you go. One of the best best tag teams of the last decade. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. You ain't in there with no slouch, bro. And I understand maybe their, their style of wrestling just didn't complement what was going on in the ring with the other three well. teams. They didn't mesh well. But they, this is some 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 things that uh, AEW needs to like work on. Work on, which is great because not for nothing, the past couple of weeks since the turn of the year, they're doing a lot of things that's making the program a lot better. Telling storylines through the weeks, having these backstage vignettes, and you know these little uh, little interviews before the match with the wrestler and stuff like that. That right there. I feel brings a lot more to the show. It's not just wrestling and just watching people wrestle. Like, yo, you have to be entertained. True that. You know what I'm saying? It's not all action. It has to be some type of dialogue in there. You know? So I feel like they're really balancing it out well, and their show's looking a lot better since they've been doing that. So it's phenomenal. So to get back to the news I've been hearing... Two things about WrestleMania. I've been hearing about Bray Wyatt has been asking people on Twitter if they know anybody in the Tampa area that could turn his Cadillac into a monster truck for Mania. Imagine the Fiend coming in with a monster truck for Mania. That would be crazy. How dope would that be? I fucking love monster trucks. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And that fucking, that image, you know, I can already picture it with the flames and the fucking, the face of the mask, you know, all that shit, like, it's going to be fire. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fire. Amazing, bro. I mean, I feel like he's just going to really love the whole thing. If they could get, if they can make this interest work, where there's a part of the stadium where it's still feel and just have him monster truck it to the ring. Like. That would be fucking crazy. Yo, let them do a donut in that shit. That would be dope. It would be dope if they have, like, fake people, like, on the tires, so it looks like he ran over people. (laughs) 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 Oh, horror movie shit. No, no, horror movie shit. Yo, shout out to our boy Jake. Jake 5, baby. But uh, let me ask you. So, speaking of The Fiend, uh, because The Fiend right now, he still does not have an, an opponent. WrestleMania. No, but I he's gonna be in a couple of matches. As we seen last night on SmackDown, he's facing Goldberg at Super Showdown. Is that's that uh Saudi Arabia? Yeah, yeah, that's that Arab money, baby. That's that uh we're probably gonna see Goldberg win. Nah, nah. Nah. He's going to spear the Fiend 18 times. And the Fiend's just going to keep getting up. No sell everything. 
I see Goldberg winning that. Nah, if Goldberg wins, why kill the Fiend before WrestleMania? That makes no sense, bro. It's not for the title, or it is? It's for the title. What? Yeah. What the fuck? It's for the title. See, they do weird shit at that Saudi Arabian event. Like they do but shit that's that just has to get nothing the people, to do with nothing. That's to get the people in their seats, and you gotta understand, in Saudi Arabia, they're still big on '90s and early 2000s exactly. wrestling. I can imagine. You know, because you know restrictions out there and shit. And yeah, shit, shit, shit takes a while to, you know. Exactly. So them seeing the person they saw win the title out there from Seth Rollins face Goldberg, they're like, to them, it's a fucking big deal. That's what I'm saying. Like People see these matches that are being presented to the Saudi Arabian public and see like, ah, oh, this, oh, this is whack, this is whack. My well, nigga, they have to... They have to feed into their audience. No, yeah, you I know, know that's not a match that's gonna be at Madison Square Garden, bro. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? They, like, they yo, cater, stop that shit. They like, cater yeah, into that demographic. Exactly, you know, you're gonna cater shit. into that. And, and, and yo, not not for nothing, yo. Shout out to Flip's brother. Remember Flip back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, His brother Xavier, ROH legend, yeah. second ROH champion. He's coming back to ROH to face Jay Lethal. I seen that. That's fire. You know, that's dope. That's, that's, some, that, that's somebody that we've seen growing up, you know what I'm saying, doing our thing. Yeah, he but beat then, up a couple of my friends. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, he beat up a couple of my friends. You know? Shout out to him. Yo, but, like, ROH is doing this event called uh, Past um, Past and Present, where they're getting their past stars to wrestle their present stars. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, they do it. Everybody's in awe about that shit. Yeah, our present star is Bray Wyatt the Fiend. Why not let him face Goldberg and put Goldberg as one of the pictures in the Firefly Funhouse with the X's on his face? Oh no, nah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely see the the reasoning for it. You know what I'm saying? Like having but, a, he should be the new Legend Killer. Randy Orton was the Legend Killer when he first came out. Did he kill Goldberg too? Nah, he got Hulk Hogan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He got Hulk Hogan. Uh, who else? Mick Foley. Like, basically, like, the legends of the Attitude Era and around that area, like, of the early 2000s and shit like that. He's a, He was known as the Legend Killer because he used to go after all of the, like, predecessors. You know what I'm saying? Only person he, he didn't beat was The Undertaker. I wish he would have beat The Undertaker. But I know this promo um, or this um, storyline with... Goldberg and, and the Fiend, it's not gonna. It's gonna be short lived. Yeah, definitely. It's just. It's, just That's, it's not. It's not gonna. I, I doubt. I highly doubt that that shit's gonna come out of Saudi Arabia. So I think afterwards we might see the Fiend fighting another legend in John Cena. What do you think about John Cena coming back? Okay. Having some situation with Roman Reigns, okay, who's you know one of the other bigger stars, where the winner takes on the Fiend at WrestleMania, mm. and my man John Cena goes on to face the Fiend at WrestleMania. Oh, well, my thing is this: uh, since they can't, you know, like Royal Rumble, 
The guy that wins the Royal Rumble chooses what title he wants to go for. As we know, Drew McIntyre is going after Brock Lesnar. So the next one, I feel that it can't be just a John Cena versus Roman Reigns match because they have Elimination Chamber coming up in February. And usually Elimination Chamber sets up either the match at WrestleMania or the person that's going to face the Universal or WWE Championship, whatever is up for grabs at the moment, at WrestleMania. So what if, I tell you this, John Cena is part of the Elimination Chamber match, and you're saying, let's say he wins. If he wins, I don't know where you go from that. Like, I don't know, do you give John Cena the, the clout and let him basically go over Ric Flair, go over those 16 times as world champ. Not with the Fiend. Well, I'll tell you this, bro. I'll tell you this. I think this is just bigger than that. I think the biggest main event you can have involving the Fiend, to make it the biggest right now, it would have to be with John Cena. Okay. I mean, John Cena would just... I mean, you would only it would only have to be like The Rock or Stone Cold, you know what I'm saying? But if you got John Cena, that's gonna that's gonna be a big ass draw. Tell me yeah. that, right? No, no, of course. I mean, John Cena is one one of the biggest draws in all of professional wrestling. So to to put him with the Fiend would be phenomenal. It would be but not him beating the Fiend, right? No, just to put him with the Fiend, yeah. right? To set up WrestleMania for for WrestleMania. So the Fiend is the new legend killer, basically. Right. I, I'm hearing these rumblings. I don't know if these things are true or not. I don't know if these reports are true or not. But I'm hearing these rumblings that WWE Vince McMahon is trying to move into a direction where the content the WWE produces is not only going to be available exclusively on the WWE Network, but it's going to be placed on um, platforms like ESPN Plus and Amazon. Amazon and shit like that. So, I'm also hearing and also reading that WrestleMania itself mm -hmm. is is not going to be exclusively for the WWE Network, but it's going to be shown on Fox for free. Well, I don't know if it's Fox for free or on their... No, I'm talking about Channel 5, WrestleMania. <sighs> Wow. Now this this nah, will, they got they gotta pay for that still, bro. This will bring a big draw. Right? If it's available for free on Fox. With no commercials though. No, with commercials. That's oh, the nah. shit. You're gonna deal with commercials. That's just gonna be seventeen hours. Bro, this is the Super Bowl. Right? This is going to be 17 hours. This is the NBA Finals, right? <laughs> oh, no, so... This is the you know World what? Series. Yes, yes. Right? Okay, I get you. You're going to have to have some commercials in there. There's going to have to be some advertising. That's how WWE is getting most of their bread right now. Yo, dude. This will be next level. Yes. This will be next level. Yes. And I think you need somebody like John Cena. You need somebody like The Rock. You need somebody like that of that stature involved in your main event and since the main event for <clears throat> for the uh world title 
where Brock is already set in stone. We already know it's going to be McIntyre. The Fiend needs a big opponent. Like, it has to be bigger than fucking life. Yeah. And if it's shown on that fucking Fox platform... Imagine people not having to pay for WrestleMania. When we were kids, we had to pay 50 to $60 for WrestleMania, and every other pay-per-view event was anywhere from 20 to $30. Imagine WrestleMania with a Fox production, with a Fox pre, uh, pre-game show. With the Fox post-game show. <laughs> with the Fox robot. Yeah, all that. Like, <laughs> that shit will be next level. And honestly, like, putting that shit together based on the reports I've been hearing, it's like, that would be the ultimate fucking move for these guys to make. The money they can make. It's, like I said, next level. But might would, would it also be shown as a replay on the network? Yeah, probably. It, and it'll probably be available on Amazon or whatever other networks that Fox is affiliated with. Like it'll be, it's not just gonna be a WWE content. It's gonna be something that's bigger than what it's ever been. You know, like when these sports organizations put out these, they when they have their championships and shit, they partner up with these, with these um, networks. Yeah. Like it's just gonna be that type of situation. That would be fucking fire. That would be amazing. And WrestleMania is the biggest fucking show for wrestling. So I can't just imagine with Fox being behind that would be sick. <laughs> and you know what? I think with the money that Fox is giving WWE right now, there could be a second agreement in place. I mean, come on. If you look at the ratings and the numbers for big event sports, WrestleMania is top five. And we're talking about we're not we're not only talking about the Super Bowl, NBA Finals, Stanley Cup, all that shit, World Series. We're also putting into the fact of global sports as the World Cup. Mm. They're top five in earning. So you put that on broadcast television. They they can eat what whatever they were making off of. The little minimal pay-per-view sales because this shit is still being sold on pay-per-view as we speak. That should just go straight off of pay-per-view and go to channel five and get and you'll still get the seven, eight million, nine million people watching it just because it's it's there. It's there for the market. What else are you gonna watch on channel five for the next four to five hours? <clears throat> and with Fox, like I said, being behind it, promoting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that shit just has the potential to be like the greatest shit ever, the greatest wrestling shit ever. They already have a great spectacle in WrestleMania itself without it being on Channel 5. But for, like you said, having the Fox 5 next level production, Jesus, bro, that shit would be fucking beyond fire, man. Beyond fire. Yeah, and there's a lot of good fucking matches, or good a lot of good potential matches. A lot of good potential for this for WrestleMania. this WrestleMania. This WrestleMania is coming out right now. You got Edge and Orton, 
You got there. You go, Eginor. Two faces from that ruthless aggression era that really pulled forth front the business of WWE when they went into the market. And then you have Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre being a favorite of wrestling fans and Brock Lesnar just being that nigga. Right? You could have the New Day there as champions going against a person that's on TV all the fucking time in The Miz with John Morrison. Another two people from that from that era that really put it forefront. Well, like, let me throw a little monkey wrench in that. <clears throat> Talk to me. Because honestly, the, the, the Johnny Morrison and uh, Miz shit is cool because it's nostalgic. Yeah, it's something yeah, yeah. that they used to do before. But I think the Miz... I think John Morrison is bigger than what him and the Miz got going on. Yes. And I also think the Miz is bigger than that. Right? Okay. So, obviously, we know the Miz is there basically to help John Morrison get over. Gotcha. What if? What if? What if the Miz flips on John Morrison Morrison and then they have a match at WrestleMania? Mm. That's another fucking big fucking match to add to that shit. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of matches. There's a lot of matches you can add to this. That's what I'm saying. This, This WrestleMania... A lot of people were kind of underselling it because they didn't know what was happening. But this is the thing, bro. When we was coming up, watching this shit, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen. We just went with the story and just seen it for what it was as soon as WrestleMania hit. Yeah, that was amazing. You know? And I feel like we're kind of, little by little, with WWE actually closing the gap in like people talking to media and all that shit gives us that, which is great. A lot of people are saying, oh, this nigga Vince is getting at Matt Riddle. Supposedly Matt Riddle got heat right now because of how outspoken he is. But then, yeah. what was it? Uh, two months ago in November, two, three months ago in November, Vince loved him because he's seen a little Sean in him because he's loud and outspoken. But now that he's loud and outspoken, he's not caring about the people that came before him, like, you know, basically giving giving props to the legends. No, dude. This built this, this business of professional wrestling wasn't built on that. Niggas was coming for each other's necks because they wanted to be next. And that's it. Yo, <clears throat> I'm sure Vince sees the potential in, in Matt Riddle, right? And he probably that's him. why he says that. But a lot of times, niggas fuck their whole shit up. Okay. Right? And... They basically fuck up their own opportunity, right? Oh, all right. So where it's like, yeah, we get it. You don't give a fuck, bro. This, bro, that. We get it, yeah. We get it. But Move on to something. At else. the same time, you gotta put yourself in a position where you gotta work with these people, and you gotta want people to work with you. So you, you know, you can't, you can't be that guy that's just like loud and. I mean, well, let me not say you can't be. You can be that guy, but be ready for the. The repercussions yeah, that and come with being there. Yeah. And I feel like he he's ready for that. Like he has such a I don't give a fuck mentality. If that's how Vince McMahon viewed him as Shawn Michaels, just like Shawn Michaels, he had an I don't give a fuck mentality, bro. And what happened with Shawn? I think he was like about six time champ, oh, Hall yeah. of Famer, and he's the one that's grooming everybody that we love in NXT right now. Not only NXT out here, but NXT UK. 
Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I could definitely see the potential in Matt Riddle, but you gotta, you know, you gotta put yourself in a position to be successful. And I think he's put himself that way. It's not, it's not the way to be successful. But I feel like that this is just all bullshit. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like all these, all these, uh, Reports. Reports coming out is just bullshit, my nigga. Yeah, he's probably the way he is, but you know what? He's probably getting some respect for that shit, and then be like, all right, cool, that's how you feel, then go work for that shit. He's going to work a lot of time. Look, he went into a tag team, bro. He's probably going to win the NXT tag belts. The first belt he's won within the company. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this is just going to propel him to something bigger and greater. I could see him as a heel after this. Him turning his back on Pete Dunne and shit like that. Like, that could be another storyline for another, for going into the summer when, like, people got to remember, WrestleMania's big, is the cash count, but what WrestleMania is, is basically the defining factor of the year in professional wrestling within WWE. After WrestleMania is a whole new year. You got to get new storylines going, you got to get new stuff going within the year. I feel like this is something that NXT is going to do. I don't know. To me, I feel like they're going to break them up. It's going to be like on some Mega Powers light. When I mean light, because, you know, they're not Hulk Hogan Hogan and and fucking Mm -hmm. Macho Man. But if they get the tag team championships, they go on a a nice little run, you know, 100 days, something like three, four months. And, you know, they start going at each other because they're polar opposites. You know what I'm saying? So they could go at each other, and that could that could make an event, a fucking match, a singles match between those two around the summertime, around uh, SummerSlam time. SummerSlam is one of the big, that shit is the original big four. You had SummerSlam, WrestleMania, um, Survivor Series, Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Yep. Work towards that. And, I, and this is what I love about NXT is the storytelling, bro. The storytelling between matches and in the promos. And that's what AEW is doing that's so fucking great right now. Shout out to AEW on that. And also shout out to Triple H for saying that he's going to make it his business to sign Okada when he's a free agent out of New Japan. (laughs) Now, the reason I bring this up is because Okada is not like signing on disrespect. I love Naito, but it's not like signing Naito. It's not like signing Jay White. You know what I'm saying? It's not like signing uh, Lance Lance Archer or all these other niggas that got big names. Closest one is Naito to, to Okada, but Okada is John Cena. Naito is Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So for Triple H saying that, and like everybody's seen this already. You know, he's still young. He's still in his... Uh, early 30s. I think Okada's like 31, 32 years old. He's going to be a free agent before he hits his mid-30s. Triple H signs him to come over. That's going to be the biggest hit. That's like fucking John Cena going over to New Japan. And do you think he could be successful in WWE? Listen, can he be? Yes. I know the language is not there, but that could be easily hidden. 
And WWE knows that. WWE knows that what they're gonna get out of Okada. You know what I'm saying? And it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be some fly shit, my nigga. It's gonna be some fly shit if they get that nigga. Over. If they get that nigga over. I would love for them to have a working relationship with New Japan, but I know that's not gonna happen because this is not the early '90s anymore. And there's no need. There's no need for it's it. It's like if we want whatever wrestlers you got, we'll try to get them. If we're gonna get that nigga. I'm not trying to work. And that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But just imagining Okada not only with the NXT roster, but just with the main roster itself. The matches he can have, the people there, man. The matches, I, I'm just going to say NXT, the matches he can have with Adam Cole, the matches he can have with Ciampa, Finn Balor. He's had those matches with Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Have another match with AJ Styles. Have another match with fucking Carl Anderson, who knows how to, who knows how, you know, knows your, your, your whole shit. Um, have a match, have a match with the Fiend. I don't know how that shit will be played out. Maybe he could do some kabuki shit. Who knows? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just the shit that they could do, the presentation. They could take it to a whole next level. I mean, a lot of people are going to be like, yo, you're bugging. Okada should never go. My nigga, they're going to treat Okada like the star he is, bro. Yeah, hopefully, man. They're going to treat him like the star he is. Hopefully. But yeah, that would be a great sign for WWE. Oh, man, that would be great. But you know what? That hole that New Japan's going to have to fill, it's going to be big, bro, if he leaves. It's going to be big. I mean, Naito's that nigga right now. Shout out to Naito. Shout out to the whole Ingo Brenables, not only in Japan, but in Mexico. Shout out to the, you know, to the real ones, bro. La Sombra, a.k.a. Almas. I could see Naito working in, in WWE. I could see that dude working in WWE crazy. Is Yo, he young? He's a young cat. Naito, yeah, Naito's in his 30s. Okay. You know? But, you know, listen, man, I, I'm talking about all this, and the only person I'm thinking about is Sonny Ono, bro. <laughs> Sonny Ono, legend. Legend. Sonny Ono. Legend. Well, uh, WWE actually signed the two most prominent free agents on the market in Timothy Thatcher and Killer Cross. Now, my boy, Woodrow, I know you don't know about these guys just like that too much. Killer Cross was a phenomenal talent at Impact Wrestling. He had like this ongoing dispute with Impact because of their, you know, wellness policies and not, not catering to the talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like off, off of like, you know, some basic shit, like cleaning the mats and shit like that. You know, niggas don't want to catch no fucking... Oh, he was the one that was talking about yeah. that? Yeah, 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 so... Microbio. Yo, he, 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 yo, he's like, yo, no microbio over here, my nigga. Pedacitos. Yeah, he ain't want none of that shit. You know, he he went around Mexico, he did a lot of stuff. He was, he was actually a part of... The new incoronation of Los Cinco Renales stable out in Mexico before he signed. But I think this is a great signing. He's fucking fire in the ring. His promo work, dope. His promo work is dope. He was one of the first videos I put out that what if he pops up at the Rumble? You know, and this was before, you know, the whole Brock Lesnar talk, him coming in at number one. That shit would have been fire. Right. 
the crowd would have went nuts for him. His girl has been signed to NXT for a couple of months, so he's renewed, you know, reunited back with his significant other. People seen it as that way, like, yo, this is what's going to happen. He's just going to go there just to be with her. But I feel like his talent in itself, he could probably be the person to dethrone Keith Lee for that North American title. He's a big guy like that, 6'3", 6'4", about 260. Brolic moves in the ring like he's supposed to be a cruiserweight, but he's not. Like, he's, he's Sounds a great similar, wrestler. Man. This is like similar things that they were saying about Lars Sullivan before they found out he was in an all-boy Bukaki band. Yeah, but not even because of the all-boy Bukaki band, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was because that, that yo, he had some other shit about him. Where he was talking about gays and black people and all this other shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's... Nah. You don't need Lars Sullivan. You got Killer Cross. You're fine. Seriously. Timothy Thatcher, on the other hand. Timothy Thatcher has been all around the Indies, all around the world. Uh, he is one of the founding members of Ring Kampf. Might sound familiar because it might sound like Mein Kampf. <laughs> but uh, Ring Kampf was a stable that Walter had. But you see, Imperium, Imperium is just basically rubbed off of that. You know what I'm saying? And he was, it was him, Walter, and, oh, fuck. I forgot the guy's name. Jesus Christ. But, um. Another lad. Yeah. So, that was it. And then when Walter was coming over to WWE, he was the one that, like, actually choked out Walter and all this other shit. Like, you know, like, you know. Basically saying he's not going to be out here in Europe anymore. He's going to be with WWE. Okay. No, that's send-off shit, you know? I think having Timothy Thatcher is great. And for the way he needs to be introduced is actually the next member of Imperium. That'll be fire. The gen- they should call him the general. Because he's fire. I mean, because uh, they're fire. Right or what, what, what's, what's, um, what's higher, general or admiral? Um, general. General is high, so yeah. the admiral. I guess you could you could have him come in like, yeah. He'll tell Walter like I I I got these niggas over here. Just go do you. You know what I'm saying? Just go do you, my nigga. I got these guys. That's fine. It's nothing. You know what I'm saying like he be, be the second in command to Imperium. Like that would be dope. And I feel like right now the way NXT UK is moving, I don't know if you saw Worlds Collide have so much talent there, bro. Every time they have a fucking takeover, I gotta watch it because the shit is just balls to the wall, fucking every you know, it's everywhere, bro. The the action and the fan interaction is just insane. How 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 engaged they are in every fucking match. You know, there's no there's probably like seconds of quietness within a match. Because the, the fucking fans are so into it. And then the talent in the ring is just phenomenal. You know, so I feel like Timothy Thatcher should go to NXT UK. Be the next member of Imperium. But have, like, a real part in Imperium where he's just, like, moving everything. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? While Walter is doing his business in the ring as the UK champ. Beautiful. Killer Cross. I can see him, like I just told you, as the North American champion soon maybe not wrestlemania weekend maybe towards SummerSlam weekend uh yo dude <laughs> wrestling is looking beautiful bro 2020 is looking great 
Shout out to Brian Pillman Jr. Almost won the, the Opera Cup. I seen you. You know, you guys are out here in uh, Melville's Ballroom. But wishing you all the best at his uh, world title match in MLW against Jacob Fatu. Nice. Nice. You know, he has a MLW match against somebody from the Samoan Dynasty. Let's see what happens, man. Yo, shout out to him. Thank you for, you know, supporting what we're doing. And, you know, we support you, brother. You already know. You already know. If he wins that title, I'll be fine. I might have to, like, uh, tweak the the design we got going from Yo, shout out to Dream Match. You know, we got a nice little design going for Brian Pillman Jr. Right. You know, so might have to tweak it. Might have to do a world uh, world title holder shit. You know what I'm saying? That'll be fire. Yeah, yeah, he deserves that, man. Give that man his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Word up. But uh, anything else, my brother? Um, I did just have a couple things um, related to WrestleMania. Um, but I, I guess we'll just we'll wait till we're a little closer to WrestleMania for me to get these off. Um, okay. Has a lot to do with like KO and Rollins, you know. I see them having a match, and uh, let's see what happens this Monday. Eventually, I see KO joining size size with Rollins. It's crazy, oh. as, crazy as that sounds. Um, I see Corbin um, getting getting the title opportunity at WrestleMania against Strowman um, for the IC. Yeah, for the IC. Okay. Um, so we gotta look out for that. And I'm also hearing some weird shit out there. I wanted to get your take on this before we get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I asked, man. What, what else we got, baby? What you think of uh, at WrestleMania seeing Cain Velasquez at Padrino against Tyson Fury? Put that shit on a pre-show, my and nigga. basically having like an MMA style versus a boxing style. Put that shit on a pre-show. Ring. Ooh, Put that shit on the pre-show, bro. No, it wouldn't be on the pre-show, bro. It would not be on the pre-show. My nigga, like, what is that drawing? People will watch that. Yeah, but they, especially if Fury remember, wins, that's the thing. Uh, WWE is not gonna contract him for another match or anything else until they see the outcome of him and Wilder. I mean, if he wins, that'll be a draw. People I don't know if he's gonna win, bro, because he didn't. He didn't knock out Wilder in that match. Wilder knocked him out twice. And for some reason, Wilder lost. Yeah, he got tired. Yo, listen. I feel like Wilder's going to come in there and set his claim, bro. Wilder's that dude, man. He's that dude. I've been talking to people that I know that are really into boxing. Like, shout out to Petey and Jay. Athletic. What? What's that? What's that? What is it? Trans Athletic. There we go. Get your pre-lentless. Get the pre-lentless, pre baby. Take a pre-lentless shot. Then you go have sex with your wife. <laughs> She'll never leave you. Tell her, welcome to the party. That's on the box. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, welcome to the party. Real quick, you said Petey. This thing of Petey was eating some barbecue jackfruit. And that shit dead ass looked look like, like it looked like it looked like penne, bro. For real, that shit like barbecue penne. I was like, word, it's that easy. Bro? Welcome to the party. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> now, nah, but shout out to them. Like I always talk to them about boxing. I've been talking to them about Deion Wilder. Like yo, this guy, 
they, they always say that he hasn't faced that many like tough challenges, but he's faced some. He's knocked all them out. You know what I'm saying? Like he just needs to just find his opening. He's gonna knock out. He's gonna knock out Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury ain't Tyson Fury and WWE's relationship is gonna be shut down because they're not gonna be able to do anything for him if he's gonna be a nigga that got knocked out and lost his belt. So I, that's the way I feel, bro. That's the way I feel. Let's see what happens. We're gonna see what happens. But since it's been 20 years. Since the God MC himself, Big Pun, has passed away, and we're older than what Big Pun was when he passed away. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. Big Pun was 29, nigga. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We're just going to put a classic, classic song by him, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode in full. You already know how we do is hip-hop and wrestling. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly with... And yo, the game ain't been the same since P-U-N died, and New York fell off, and all they did was dick ride. Mm. That's an old school verse. Uh, bar from a verse of mine. Whippa. The ghost of Christopher Rios. This, this, it just came <laughs> over you real quick. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to... Shout out to uh, big pun man, RP Big Pun 2020 podcast. We out here. Shout out to the nation of Dominique. Ah, I was about to say when you said it. Shout, <laughs> shout out to my nigga Nathan McFly. We out here, baby. And Brian Pillman tease. Yeah, man, they out here. My darling, darling, baby. You're my darling, darling. I ain't a play, I just fuck a lot. Jump on top of my dick and work some hips until I bust a shot. It doesn't stop, I'm only beginning. I'm boning your women while you home on the loan. I'm blowing up in them, sending them back till you mad at you. Don't catch a motherfucking attitude, I'm just showing you how this rapper do. Capital punishment when I'm up in it, sucking it, busting it out. Nice blouse, let me unbutton it. You're fucking with King, Papi Chulo, or knocking culo. Pop your moodles out the socket, trying to rock with the sumo. You know my rise is high, word I be trilling them. Bitches be trying to ride, but the curve be killing them. Filling them with the gas, my cheese premium on. Let it come, get it. First, work the tongue, then let the pun hit it. Split it in half, watch the gas. Baby, take a bath, be good. I might put away the wood and give you the mustache. I ain't a play, I just fuck a lot. I'm not a play, I just fuck a lot. I ain't a play, I just fuck a lot. I'm not a play, I just fuck a lot. I bang a stranger in my torture chamber. Feed the lock, I torch my finger while I force my finger where my ball I slinger. I bring the pain like method when I flex and flip the coochie. Puerto Rican to the core and nobody quite eat the pussy. Excuse me for being blunt, but I've been eating cunts since pimps was pushing pink caddies with the fish tank pumps. Bumping the grind and simultaneously grinding, climbing up the walls with my balls banging off your hymen. I'm a diamond in the rough, uh, busting in your face. Taste the sweetness of my dick, rip your feet inside a place. Yo, bitches already know the repertoire. Step in my car, let's start the Menaz the Troll like Escobar. 
by far, I'm the best at all sex positions. Forget the kiss and I'm skipping the tongue twist and see that's tradition. I ain't a play, I just fuck a lot. I'm not a play, I just fuck a lot. Some chicken back at me, bought me a daiquiri, told me meet her back in Zachary's cause she heard I was packing me. I backed the freak and hit the telly, got the fillies, lifted the belly, you put it in the mouth like Akinelli. Far from ugly, but they used to say I'm too chubby, but since the money, the honey's got nothing but love for me. So rub my tummy and make a wish, I'll make you rich, shake your kiss to the flicks, come back and fix your favorite dish. You crazy bitch, I ain't with that, I'ma hit that, split back to the shack with my other chicks. Like, can you dig that? I'm the Mac, doing my thing, pulling your strings, making you feel like you in the dream. It's the king of the hip-hop quotables Giving you multiples That's by the tone of my voice And the vocal booth I notice you doing your thing with your crew Is it alright if I come down there and sing to you? I ain't a play, I just fuck a lot uh, I'm not a play, I just fuck a lot